Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. About greatness, and I want to kind of consider a couple thoughts today from a biblical point of view, because the world's definition of greatness is pretty, pretty different than the spiritual, spiritual understanding, isn't it? I mean, uh, really, the, the natural understanding of greatness is really accumulation, how much I can get, how much I can uh, absorb and enjoy. And those material things are not wrong. They're not wrong. Um, but God, uh, God wants us to have a deeper life so that um, what we have can be a vehicle and a way to bless others. Isn't that true? I mean, what we have, really, God has given us for us to enjoy and also to share, because the abundant man, the generous man, does not lack. So, I'm trying to teach my son that, which is uh, an interesting lesson, you know. He loves to play with his toys, and whenever someone comes over to the house, you know, and he has to share, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. I'm like, whose son are you? <laughs> Come out of him in Jesus' name. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fun. Okay. All right. So I want to look at <laughs> Psalm 18 together with you. Greatness. So in the kingdom of God, it's not about accumulation. It's about, really, it's about the demonstration of the Holy Spirit in our life. It's really yielding and allowing Christ to be glorified because God does not share his honor with anyone. And if, we're being, if we are being given the glory, then it, it's, uh, it's actually usurped from God. So when we think about greatness... I want you to think about greatness being the quality of our spirit, okay? Maybe that would, that's a pretty, maybe just a, a simple definition of greatness. It's not necessarily doing something great, achieving something great, uh, accumulating something uh, that everyone wants. I mean, you can, always, you can always see when someone's being blessed. If envy is in my heart, then we know that we're... We're lusting, we're, which the word lust is reaching for something God has not given. It's a very interesting word. It's not just sexual or sensual lust. It's actually reaching for something God hasn't given in First Timothy chapter two, uh, First John chapter 2. So in Psalm 18, so what is greatness? Now, when you think of David's life, uh, David was a man that was a general. He was a father. He was a leader. He was a man's man. But that wasn't what made him great. This is what it says here in 35. It says, um, You have also given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand has held me up. Your gentleness has made me great. Okay? Your gentleness, your meekness, the way you handle me, the Lord, the way you handle me, has helped me handle others. Your gentleness. Now, gentleness there is not in the sense of being a doormat, a welcome mat, like just step over me, but 
it's really, it is a yielded life. It is a sacrificial life. But David's, David's greatness was not in what he could do. It was in what he couldn't do. It's in what he received. It's in what he received. So gentleness. There's actually a lot of words that describe this. Your goodness has made me great. Your humility has made me great. Your providence, your help, your meekness has made me great. The Septuagint says, thy discipline, the way you've disciplined me, has made me great. Like a father corrects us. In the Chaldee, it, it says, thy word has increased me, and therefore I am great in your word. So we have to shift our mindset here to think, okay, uh, the accumulation of things or reaching a certain status uh, or trying to be something that we're not, that does not equal greatness. Greatness really is we allow the greatness of God to overshadow our puniness because <laughs> we could never, we could never do or say or be everything that uh, we need to be. So thy goodness has made me great. This is a powerful verse because it says, it says, I mean, the whole chapter, uh, so verse 35 again, let's just read that. You've given me the shield of your salvation. Notice that. The greatness of God is our shield. What, what, what do people need today? Safety. Be safe. Have a safe day. Be well. Be well. And that, that's all good and, and well, but you know what? Without the shield of God, there is no safety, Right? And that word almost irks me a little bit because it's so used in a, in this superficial way, like be safe as in, you know, in so many ways. Back off, do not risk anything and you'll be safe. And that's not necessarily, the avoidance of things is, doesn't mean that it's not going to happen, right? It's so funny. The, where is the safest place today? It's in the perfect will of God. I could be sitting in Saudi Arabia uh, just to name a country off the top of my head, and we would be safe. Why? Because if God called you there, if God had a purpose for you there, uh, you know, it doesn't matter really where you'd be, no matter what the risk management level is, God says you are safe from the fear of evil in Proverbs one thirty three. So, love this, thy gentleness. Have you ever noticed a gentle word pushes away wrath? It was a very interesting situation recently where someone was very agitated and they were just fuming. And uh, I don't know, I was in a store and I was just observing the situation. And, and I mean, this guy was amped up. I mean, he was like, and unfortunately, he was yelling at the clerk at the store. And uh, just gentleness diffuses most of the time. 15.1 of Proverbs uh, it's a gentle word, right? You ever had someone be gentle with you when you really or I really deserved like a rebuke? And there's gentleness. It really changes the spirit, doesn't it? David said, your gentleness, the way you've handled me, God, right, has made me great. I've learned greatness. Not, not my greatness, but your greatness, right? You know, it says in Matthew here, this is a good chapter here, um, Matthew 
um, 2311, let the, let the greatest among you be your servant. That's so, that's so releasing. Let the greatest among you be a servant. Because if I'm looking or you're looking for some sort of response in somebody, you ever do that before? You're doing something for someone, you're waiting for the response. Ooh, that's a, that's a recipe for disappointment, isn't it? But to give the greatness of God <laughs> without response, it frees you up and frees up that person from this pressure that we can put on people unconsciously. Well, turn over with me to 2 Corinthians. This is a great chapter here. So I was talking with Stephen today. Stephen gave a great thought, like, how, does, how is greatness developed? Well, it's really discovering who we are in Christ, isn't it? That, I mean, that is a building block. If we know who he is, we know who we are. So instead of trying to have a superficial standard or some, and it's not wrong to have goals. Believe me, I'm a goal-oriented person. But my identity does not come from my success or failures. Thy gentleness has made me great. And you know what? Have you ever noticed how pain and trials and trouble can kind of slow you down, can quiet you down, and can really uh, cause you to consider? Like in the day of adversity, consider, like Solomon said. It's, it's interesting. Like this day and age, you know, what is the greatest thing we can do today? What is the greatest thing? I mean, we, we, I think we know the answer. It is to know God, right? And to make him known. That is greatness. Greatness is the prayer that is, that is uttered in sheer weakness. That is great in God's eyes. The widow that gives the mites, the, the, out of her lack she gives, that's great in God's eyes. Forgiveness when the person is absolutely undeserving of it. And by the way, who is deserving of forgiveness anyway? But, but giving what's needed and not what's deserved, that's greatness. That's greatness. Uh, Jesus was quiet before his accusers. That's greatness in the kingdom of God. It's not retaliating. And um, it's our spirit. What is our spirit? You know, it, this is going to sound funny. God is not interested in what you can do. He's interested in what you can't do without him. John fifteen five. you can do nothing really without me. So I, I always think about this. We say this often in our, in our department. You know, we have very talented people in our department, very capable people, very, um, you know, we've just, I've surrounded myself with people that can do a so much better job than I do. But what's most important to me is in the spirit in which we do it. Because I don't want things done in the wrong spirit, right? Remember, David said, renew in me a right spirit in 5110. Renew in creating me a clean heart. And renew a right spirit. How many times do we have to adjust our spirit sometimes? We're grumbling, complaining. We're just got our head in the sand. We're upset. And then God's like, hello. You know, nothing great's happening in this situation. There might be a great, there might be some great iniquity happening. <laughs> but, right, I think of Peter. Peter, 
you've been a faithful guy, just pursuing the Lord and with difficulty, and here you are today, right? God's taking care of you. That's great. Continuing when there's a good reason to quit, but we continue because God says don't quit. That's greatness. That's greatness, right? Greatness. It's the quality of my spirit. It's no longer I that live, but Christ liveth in me. In the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. That's greatness, the world is like, that's weakness. That's, that's like, just throw that. That's a waste of time. God says, no, 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 no. That's greatness. Pursuing me, coming and sitting at the feet of Jesus. Mary, that's greatness. That's something that will never be taken away from you. Isn't that good? <laughs> It'll never be taken away from you. Houses, cars, people, riches, money things, accumulation, it'll all be taken. It'll all be gone. We're not stuffing. You've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse, have you? I haven't, right? The world is saying, ah, oh, the, the one that dies with the most toys wins, not in God's economy. It's the nobody that's a somebody in the kingdom of God, a nobody in the, wor in the world, but a somebody in the kingdom of God. That's greatness. All right. I know, I'm stirred up about this today. I'm encouraged. It's a different economy. 2 Corinthians 6, 3. We give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed. But in all things we commend ourselves as ministers of God. In much patience, in tribulation, in needs, distress, in stripes, imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fasting, by purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report. Notice the, the, the opposites here, right? In any situation. As deceivers and yet true, as unknown yet were well-known. Unknown yet well-known. As dying, and behold, we live. As chastened, yet we're not killed. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. As poor, yet making many rich. Having nothing, yet possessing all things. <laughs> That's greatness right there. I mean, that is so absurd to the natural mind. You know, everyone, you know, everyone wants to talk about what they're doing. You ever... You know, you know how those conversations go. What do you do for work? And people talk about their greatness. But a faithful man, Proverbs said, who can he find? What can he find in himself that's great outside God? You know, um, and understand me clearly. I mean, achievements are great. We are, we're in graduation season. I mean, people's hard work and achievements, they are great. I mean, that's awesome. But the greatness we're talking about today is so much higher. It's the quality of our spirit. The humility, the meekness, the teachability. Moses, 80 years. It took 80 years for God to say, this man, or actually, it really was more than that, right? 120. Meekest man on the earth. Meekness? Are you kidding me? you got to fight for your right. you gotta, you got to roll up your sleeves and make it happen. I'm all about diligence, but not at the, not at the cost of the, of the new spirit. Uh, of the right spirit, the rightly related spirit to God. 
hey, I don't want to be great in the world today. I want to be great in the kingdom of God. If you want to, what did Jesus say about children? You have to become like a little child. Little child? What are you talking about? A little child has not learned to be complicated yet, right? I love my son. My son is actually very convicting for me a lot because he he's such a wise boy, but he's also simple. And, um, and he sees everything as great, like his matchbox car is the greatest thing since sliced bread, you know? Lego car. Dad, I'm going to take this to show and tell today. I'm like, big deal, you know? Holy Spirit's like, <laughs> celebrate that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, we minimize what, I'm not saying about the Lego car, but we minimize what is great in the kingdom. Soul winning, sharing the word. We just heard an incredible word. Grace words. Those are great words that feed many. Sharing our faith. Greatness. Greatness. We were with some ladies in Frederick this weekend, uh, two brand new ladies we met, amazing believers, and they were walking around praying for people. God says, that is great in my kingdom. Why? Because you can't do it. You can in your own spirit, but it won't manifest my greatness. The thing that manifests my greatness is what's yielded to me. Humility. Humility. Well, we cannot produce this gentleness. We cannot. It's, it's a result of receiving the gentleness of God. How many times, I don't know about you, as I get older, I'm not old, by the way, but as I get older, I think about how patient God is. You ever, you ever take a few minutes and think about how patient God is? Right? Donald, he's really patient with you, right? <laughs> no, I'm teasing you. No, I mean, isn't it true? Seriously. God is, he is great. His greatness, his immensity, his, uh, it, it's past us understanding. And, and, and we just read here, and Paul said in the Corinthians, that we have nothing, yet we possess all things. Th- this is an important understanding because greatness does not mean accumulation. Greatness means God's working in something daily in our attitude. God is working in stewardship. He's working in perseverance. He's working in humility, working in gentleness. He's working in patience. Galatians 5.22 all of those amazing attributes of the Spirit. It is a gift of God. Nobody has the gift of patience, right? Nobody does. But when we meditate on how patient God is, guess what? It is incredible how much uh, He has prepared for us. Well, so let me just close with this. Um, Tolerance. It's restraining ourselves, right? Tolerance. You ever, you ever had someone tolerate you? You can kind of tell their body language is really kind of tense. You kind of feel like you're walking on eggshells, right? So you kind of have to finesse the situation or you just maybe stop talking. I usually just stop talking. I'm like, okay, this guy's a time bomb, right? But what happens? Forbearance is different. Forbearance means love is constraining us. Love is saying, you know what? I'm not in control here. I'm not even going to try to control the result. I'm going to love that person where they are. That's forbearance. That is greatness. It's amazing, isn't it? It's really amazing like to learn these things, to learn 
uh, the importance of it. And this keeps us soft. And I'll just close with this, that a soft heart. David, after he lost his child, uh, he was broken, right? He was uh, poured out before God. But his response to God was great, right? What did he do? Did he live in his sin? Did he deny his sin? Did he make an excuse for his sin? No, no, no. What did he do? Got up, washed his hands, right? Worshipped God, and he moved on. So repentance is great, great before God. So don't despise the day of small beginnings. Wherever we are today, don't try to uh, overreach to things that God hasn't presented to you, right? Just take a hold of what you have in your hands. Do what you can with what you have to the glory of God and do it as an offering to God, right? We do what we do unto the Lord. So results, sure, we love to see results, but they may not, <laughs> they may not um, come in our time frame. Most of the time they want. Most of the time they won't. So Isaiah 40, 11, notice this. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather his lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom. He'll gently lead those that are with young. Hmm. He's gently leading. Is he, is he mamby-pamby? No. He's got backbone. He's firm. There's intention. But his application is gentle. He's not driving us. You know, I think one of the greatest challenges today is we have a lot of knowledge. We've been in this church. We've been in our walk of faith for many years. You know what, you know what I think is most challenging now? It's implementation. Will we live in what we know? Will we live? And that's where the gentleness of the Spirit comes in. You fall off the horse, Holy Spirit comes in, dusts you off, fixes the saddle, puts you back up there. Keep going, right? Our maturity is determined not by how many times we fail, but how many times we recover, right? The righteous man fi fails how many times? How many times does the righteous man fall? Yeah. Six times, and but right, the wicked stay down, right? It's amazing. Seven times, there it is, seven times. So, soft heart. Let's just close with this. Psalm 57. How are you doing today? You doing all right? Just a good thought? Greatness. It's so easy to strive and to work hard, and, and those are good things, but but the end result is important. Imagine working so hard and climbing a ladder, but it's against the wrong building. Imagine that. You're going to go paint a house, and you got all the supplies. You're just doing everything. You're getting up there, and all of a sudden, you're, you're, you're at the neighbor's house, and you're starting to paint the neighbor's house. <laughs> I remember way back when I, I used to mow lawns, and I, I mixed up some of the addresses, and so people are calling up like, hey, how come my lawn wasn't mowed today? And I'd mowed, I'd mowed the neighbor's lawn. <laughs> they were happy. Anyway, being successful at the wrong thing, that's scary, isn't it? Being successful at the wrong thing. Bible school, that is great. Being faithful is greatness in the kingdom of God. That's, 
It's little. We, the devil loves to like minimize God, and God says, oh, that pearl of great price, that's great. Sell everything you have. Are you kidding me? Sell everything? Yes, that is great in my eyes. Brokenness, a poured out spirit, it's great in the eyes of God. God cherishes that. Tears, tears. Think about this. God bottles your tears. Why would he do that? Why would he do that? Because it's great to him, a broken spirit and a contrite spirit he will not despise. That's greatness before God. Are you kidding me? You've got to be strong. Don't cry. Men don't cry. That's not good. I don't know how many. Well, we've all heard it. Got to be strong. Got to be strong. You've ever been to a, a, a funeral? I remember one particular funeral. Dear lady, just, um, you know, I think it was one of the grandmothers, and uh, she had lost her brother, and everyone's, like, broken. And there she is. She's like, got to be strong. Got to be strong. I mean, she's, like, reminding me of my grandmother. I had a grandmother back in the day that was, like, she could spit nails. I mean, she was, like, a solid, one of those... One of those uh, northern New Hampshire women that just, uh, anyway, she was, she was an intense person. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and I looked at this woman. I said, I said, actually, it's better to be weak so Christ can be strong. She's like, whoa, that doesn't make any sense. I said, that's right. I said, I said you, you know, you can muster up and manufacture a false strength, but inside, usually the most people, mostly when people are projecting strength, it's usually the weakest one in the room. So she didn't like me so much when I said that. I said, hey, you know what? You can be weak. It's okay. All right, 57.7. All right. Think about that. Our Bible, reading our Bible, that's greatness. Remember, it's not accumulation. It's our quality of spirit. You ever met someone that did the job and they did it well, but they were, they were just like, they were miserable to be around? Ever work with negative people? I work here at the church and I feel like I'm blessed. I can't even believe it. It's like amazing. I, prior to the church, when, when I came back from overseas, I worked in, in, in a corporate office and man, whoo, some of those negative people. I remember one lady, she got so angry at me for being happy. She goes, what are you so happy about? She was like, she was so upset. So the Lord rebuke you. Get over there. No, honestly, she was just a miserable person. But our joy is great before God. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Okay. 57.7, my heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and give you praise. Beautiful, steadfast. My heart is concentrated. Our heart is soft. Don't let the devil make you hard. Don't let the devil make you hard. Disappointments are really God's appointments, right? Detours can become the road, right? Faith is great in the eyes of God. Like this June Alive coming up, like ministering to one I was just talking to Pastor Carl in Delaware one person loving the person in front of you that's evangelism loving the person listening to the person in front of you people are not 
people are not used to being listened to. I mean, I walk in the store, you know, the mask thing, you know, some people are wearing masks, some people are not. Uh, they won't even look at you. When you talk to people, their eyes are on the ground. It's almost like he's the lifter of our head in Psalm 3.3. God wants us to speak his greatness to people. The greater grace of 4.8, 4.6 and 4.8 of James. The greatness of grace. Well, Lord, thank you for these thoughts today, God. We want to just dwell in your greatness today. Keep us soft. Keep us sensitive. Keep us yielded, Lord. Thank you. It's your gentleness, Lord, your, your mighty hand that could crush us actually raises us up. Your mighty hand that could easily destroy us is what holds us up with approval. Thank you, Lord, for your greatness. Lord, help us to uh, just be demonstrators of this, of your greatness today in our lives. Give us wisdom for those things that are before us. And we just give you the praise today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for being so, so patient and a good, good father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.